I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings. Woo-hoo! Yes. Oh my gosh. We've we are making it out of the long winter. And we are coming into uh full spring now. So uh you're saying that when like there's some record snows in some areas, maybe they it, won't be there when this episode airs. But just in case you're still stuck in the snowstorm, we're just talking about the calendar things and not yeah. necessarily your present snow situation. Well, we're no longer dodging falling iguanas down here in Florida. So, you know, that you know that that's good. So yes, very but, good. That also means uh, it's holiday coming up. And, what holiday is it? Uh, and that is Ostara, uh, which uh, is, you know, everybody knows it's with rabbits and chocolates and, uh, you know, it's the, you know, celebrating the the vernal equinox. And, uh, you know, and it's also in, in Egypt, they re- celebrate the goddess Isis and the resurrection of her br- brother Osiris. In Greece, ancient Greece, it's the festival of Anastasia, which honored Dionysus, the god of wine and fertility. In Rome, I is the... love all these gods of wine and chocolate. Yes, they, right. They, and, my new favorite holiday in the in, entire in world. Ancient Rome, it's the festival of Hilaria, which honored Sibyl, you know, the mother goddess. And for you know, modern Wiccans, pagans, and other Earth-based spiritual traditionalists, it's uh, Ostara. The time to honor the balance of light and darkness within ourselves, the world around us, celebrate renewal of nature, and you know we're after the long dark winter. So um, there are tons of ways to celebrate Astara. I'm super happy, you know, that it's it's this time of year because you know one of the ways to do it: eat chocolate, connect with nature, go out, take a walk, you know, and uh, you know decorate your home with the symbols such as flowers and eggs and. And, uh, you know, oh, wait, there's another holiday that does that. I was going to say, this distinctly sounds like another holiday. Yeah, it's like that other holiday kind of, you know, absorbed it. Because that's what we've been talking about on all these holiday specials is that they absorb the symbolism and and all that and make it their own, you know, because that's what they got to do, right? So, yeah. So if you do not celebrate one of the ones we mentioned and you um, instead... Uh, celebrate that which was called the Easter yeah. Happy celebration. Name, named after the goddess Easter. Yeah, no, that's not correct. Let's not oh. do that. Let's oh, not okay. get hate mail, Sorry. Mark. We're going to get entire <laughs> churches sending us hate mail. Let's try to avoid doing that at all costs. All right. And then all you have to do is personalize your altar with mementos and, <laughs> you know, just make it special. That's the key. So. Alrighty then. Look at our most controversial episode ever, and it's surrounding a holiday. Hey, you know, flea, flowers, eggs, seeds, birds, you know, green branches, and then, of course, the eternal symbol of fertility, the bunnies. Yes, it's the bunnies, which is actually, even though you now you've offended a ton of people, um, what? what this episode is about is bunnies. Yes, and yes. And most specifically, the Bunny Man and the Bunny Man Bridge. Oh yes, uh, you know uh, we uh, 
we we love Buddy Man Bridge. There is a haunted attraction there uh, every year that uh, celebrates it. And um, I, I think we have a special guest for we you. We do know, have a today. guest who has much more familiarity with this than we do. All so, right. Without further ado, let's announce our guest, who is the fabulous author Bo Lake. Welcome, welcome Ooh, to Erie. Hey, Travels. Welcome to Erie Travels. <laughs> Did we say hello, travelers? Did we start with I that? Did, I did. I started with that. I we did. I don't we know did. why, yeah. but my brain stopped registering that. But that's fine. Welcome, Bo. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I've I've been campaigning to be on this show since episode one Aww. because I'm obsessed. <laughs> yay! 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 <laughs> well, thank glad you. to know I'm an expert of something. The bunny man. <laughs> Oh my God, I love it. So let's let's talk about um, the Bunny Man and who is the Bunny Man. All right. So first, I'm going to send you guys a picture in the chat, and I want you to describe it to the listeners. Oh well, that sounds terrifying. Okay. Let's, All right. Let's... All right. That's that's a new. <laughs> it's that's not new. terrifying. Okay. Hold on. I, I love. You, I I love the, there um... you go. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Click on it. Okay. Click on describing this picture. Okay. Yep. Uh, having to open it. Okay. I have been there. I've been there. So. Oh, that looks yeah. like a covered railway bridge. Yep. It is sure a does. trestle bridge. Yeah. It looks super nice and just covered. What, what, what's the deal with that? Cause that almost looks- a tunnel, not really a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a very short tunnel. Um, it is a one lane road, one way. Um, there is a two track railroad trestle that goes over top and in that picture it's a daylight picture yep and it doesn't look scary it looks just like a normal bridge yeah. but there is many a tale about the bridge so first i i want to acknowledge my sources for this because we gotta cite our sources Always oh okay um <laughs> so most of my research was about brian conley's um article for the Fairfax County Public Library called The Buddy Man Unmasked the Real Life Origins of an Urban Legend. Yes. And there's some other articles. Oh, have you read it? It's I have so actually good. spoken with him. He's one of my favorite oh. people. So yes. It's so good. It's a great article. And also I got some stories from friends who shall re- remain nameless because trespassing is a crime. Yes. And I'm not yes. going to implicate anybody in a crime. <laughs> yes yes do not go places you're not allowed to go yes now there is a very uh obvious no trespassing sign on this bridge and the police monitor it regularly so i do not recommend anyone go there we'll just get that out of the way now yeah. legally yep. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's what... we're doing quotation marks don't officially go there hashtag don't you can you can drive through the road the road is public property but do mm-hmm. not get out yeah <laughs> and do not do not stop on the bridge because someone will come and tell you to leave yes will it be a bunny man i don't know ah. <laughs> all right so the original story is from a website called castle of spirits that was made in 1999 and mm-hmm. i'm going to read the original story that i've you know shortened down okay in 1904 an asylum in clifton closed due to a mandate by the mayor 
Right. Inmates were transferred to a prison in Wharton. One of the transport vehicles crashed and most of the occupants were killed and or recaptured, except for two men named Marcus A. Walster and Douglas J. Griffin. Later, Walster was apparently found hanging from the overpass with, you'll never find me and you know it too, signed the bunny man, written inside a muddy footprint beneath him. Spooky is he. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me just clarify. So he was found hanging with a note that said, you will never find me the bunny man. Yeah. Yes. So Douglas Griffin apparently wrote the note and uh, killed his friend, Marcus Wolster. Why? I don't know. It doesn't say. (laughs) Yep. And there are a lot of like variants of the story as you know, happens when lots of people tell a tale and all of them involve Halloween, of course. Right, of course. <laughs> so, it should, so, it should be Ost- mm-hmm. Ostara. So, but yeah. That, well, <laughs> you think so? I was thinking that too. I'm like, why Halloween? That, he's well, a bunny. That's probably when they found the costume at that time. So, but why the bunny man? Did we get to why the bunny man? Because that's a that's not All a right. name. like if I'm thinking of an ominous name for something, I don't go. You know what? I'm gonna sit name myself Bunnies. hamster girl. Like like I don't feel like that's like an ominous thing to say. The bunny. Watch out! Here comes hamster girl. So there's many reasons why he may or may not be called the bunny man. If we're going by the original legend. Yeah. Some say that Douglas Griffin killed his family on Easter Sunday or Austera Sunday. Yeah. And other stories said he survived by eating wild rabbit after he escaped because he was hiding from the authorities. Okay. Did Was he ever found? Well. <laughs> I'm skipping stories. Keep going. Keep going. You I'm are. Sorry. You are. Sorry. Sorry, we're, so, <laughs> we're loving this tale. It's so I, exciting. I, <laughs> so there are many variants of the story, all are Halloween. So on uh, one story is that on Halloween night in 1905, three teens were found dead beneath the overpass with their throats cut and abdomen slit open like rabbits that had been dressed after a hunting trip. Ah. That's bringing in the rabbit thing again. Yeah. On a different Halloween night, there, the legend is, if you speak his name three times under the bridge, a crazed killer in a white bunny suit will appear and slit your throat. So this is like Bloody Mary, but bunny suit time? Yeah. Oh, for and, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, always, <laughs> it's always three because you have to mock the Trinity. That's, that's, that's the rule for yeah. these things. This is like the Beetlejuice rule, right? Yep. <laughs> it is the Beetlejuice rule. So, like, bloody, I understand the Bloody Mary thing, because that's kind of terrifying. Bloody Mary, that whole story, we'll, we'll do an episode on that eventually. But, um, uh, Buddy Man, Buddy Man, Buddy Man, Buddy Man. Don't, don't say it. Yeah, oh, oh, too late. <laughs> he, 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 might, he might appear. It was nice being a host for you guys. For yeah, 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 yeah. Bo, welcome, welcome aboard. And Erica, it was nice knowing Yes, you. yes. <laughs> it was my ploy the entire time. Ah, that was the whole trick. It was we okay, were tricked. Now, let's get this straight right now, just body count wise. Yeah. And first of all, the death of anybody is horrible, regardless necessarily yeah. of what they, I don't know what that prisoner did. Maybe he deserved it because sometimes justice is not sought as far as I'm concerned. 
But so a prisoner right. has died and three teenagers have died. Right. Yes. Okay. And the original story uh, references a lot more people that died. I can't remember from the Conley article how many it was, but it was like double digits. Like a lot of people. Yeah. Has that been proven that all those people died there under the bridge like a bunny thing? Just wait. Just wait. It gets crazy. Uh, other Halloween night tales is that Griffin kills for revenge for the death of his wife and daughter. That's the one I heard too. Oh, wow. Yeah. The one my husband heard is that on Halloween night, the bunny man kills rabbits and leaves them hanging from the bridge. He doesn't hurt people. He just kills rabbits. And you, if you go there to the bridge, you will find rabbits hung on the ceiling of the tunnel. Have to, has this been proven? No. Just wait. <laughs> oh okay, I feel like I shouldn't ask any questions. Yeah, let's just <laughs> let, a, let let let's let's let this tale unfold. Oh okay, okay. There, there, there's layers upon layers. I was really surprised because when I was a kid, I just heard that there was a bunny man, a um, crazed killer who dressed as a rabbit, who like skulked around under the bridge. And if you went there, he would murder you with a hatchet. That's what I heard. Yeah. But I keep hearing different things from different people because I started interviewing my friends and being like, what do you remember about the bunny man? Because we all grew up in this area and lots of us went to the bridge as a rite of passage, um, even though trespassing is illegal. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not, we're not advocating that. So, yes. Okay. Halloween night story I have, but this one could be Halloween night or any other night, apparently, because this was not given a date. The bunny man will threaten a couples who are trying to get busy under the bridge. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. He does not like premarital sex, I guess. <laughs> Can't imagine where he gets that from. Yeah, weird, weird. As he's dressed as a symbol of fertility. So. That, that's true. And it's funny you bring it up because I was like, okay, why a bunny costume? Mm. And I started thinking about animal costumes in movies, especially like horror movies where someone is portrayed as crazy. And I was thinking of movies like Donnie Darko and The Strangers, oh, yeah. movies where people, you know, wear bunny masks or like cute doll masks and I think it's just perverting like the concept of something cute and making it scary Mark do you have any insight on that well um to be uh you know I I don't I, I don't want to step on your toes because I've I've like I said I've talked to the you know our bunny man expert who wrote the yeah. book literally wrote the book on it yeah we went to visit the bridge everybody you know i had heard that this guy was the expert and to go to his museum in town and he is literally the curator of the town's historical society yeah. and went in and started talking to him and he talked to me for about five hours uh about wow. absolutely all of this so uh i don't want to jump ahead of the story that's true so um that'll be after the break i'll chime in with with you know with my comments on this 
uh but we've still got a ways to go so you're, yes. you're, you're 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 on you're doing fantastic so i'm <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear more so all right so conley back checked a lot of this original story right and he found out three things he found out more things but there was three like very specific things there were no people by those names that were in the prison system in fairfax county he could find no record of Griffin or Walster anywhere. So essentially those people never existed or were somewhere else. Number two, there was never a quote unquote insane asylum in Clifton. There was never one that was open. There was never one that was closed down. There was never one in that area at all. And number three, this story takes place in 1904, but Lorton Prison, where the uh, people were being transported to, wasn't built until 1910. So there's no way they would be taken there. So then I was like, okay, so where did the guy who wrote this uh, website I'm assuming it was like an Angel Fire GeoCities website get his information from because even that person is like go look it up like go look at these archives but the archives he mentions don't exist yeah. so I think he was just name dropping a whole bunch of stuff assuming no one was going to go look it up yeah. and of course Conley was like I want to know more about this so he looked it up um so there's a little bit of true crime in the story. So Conley was like, okay, is the bunny man a real killer that we have any reference to? And this area was a farm town at the time. Now it's very built up and that road has like McMansions on it um, with like huge acreages. Um, so no wonder they have no trespassing signs up. They don't want the riffraff in their uh area so don't, don't be riffraff travelers don't don't be riffraff <laughs> drive through it real slow but don't stop <laughs> all right so he found three cases that were pretty similar to parts of the bunny man story and uh trigger warning for everyone because we're gonna get into murder and uh yeah. babies dying we are okay, into the so true crime section. Warning yeah. If trigger warning, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I will do my trigger warning. If you guys cannot handle the discussion of harm to children or death or whatever, you may need to either fast forward or skip the remainder of this episode. If that is your choice, we understand here at Erie Travels because that can be difficult for some people. So trigger warning officially in place. That was so good. That was the best trigger warning. It was better than mine. I was just like, trigger warning. Oh, All our right. producer, they um they they have requirements on trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. They have very specific. That's great though, because some podcasts don't give you a trigger warning nope. and you just are thrown into something crazy and you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. All right. So our first tale is about Francis and June Holiber. And in February 1948, they were found in a shallow grave. Um, it was a mother and her eight-month-old daughter. Mm -hmm. um, what happened was they went for a drive with the husband 
slash father to go see a new nudist lodge he had uh, been a part of building and was a member of. Yep. And which is not suspicious at all that he was the last person to see them alive. Um, the mother was beaten and shot and the baby was buried alive. Um, the husband ended up reporting them missing, which it's not clear why he did that. I, it kind of comes up later. Um, and it was uh, pretty apparent that he was the one who did it. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. As generally happens. He was convicted and sentenced to death and later retried by the Virginia Supreme Court, who accepted a plea of insanity. Apparently, some evidence that pointed to his mental state was that he kept a dead fish in his uh, drawer. <laughs> Apparently, I'm... that means that you can uh, get away with murder. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say that that's about not so that. Yeah, I don't I don't think that would hold water in today's day and age. No. no. And he uh, it came out in the trial that he had been planning uh, their murders for three weeks. Yeah. Oh so I'm goodness. not super sure why the insanity plea worked. It was yeah. Yeah, it was it was a different time. It was a different yeah. time and what a gigantic piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he really sucks. I didn't even write down his name because I was like, he doesn't no. need to be doesn't mentioned. Need, doesn't need to live on in infamy, nope. no. Yeah. Uh, what is interesting about this story is that there are some connections to the Bunny Man legend. There's a reference to a wife and daughter, much like I mentioned earlier about uh, he, the Bunny Man is getting revenge for his wife and daughter, uh -huh. which is weird because I never heard that story, the wife and daughter story related to the bunny man before until my friend told me told me it last night and i was like oh, i just wrote down notes about this guy who killed his wife and daughter and yep, i was like yep. that's uncanny <laughs> wow yep, yep, yep. and there's and there's a reference to insanity and there's a whole bunch about you know this was a period of time where asylums were closing down and people were being shuttled off to prison or just let out and there was a lot of um, paranoia in yeah. just the country at large about escaped inmates, especially like because they would have it would happen in movies a lot. So people were really nervous about this sort of thing. So it makes sense that like this part of his story about being insane like got latched onto in the collective unconscious. Like it seems like it's a uh, trope that comes up a lot in urban legends okay. this was right after penhurst was closed and so yeah. that's you know, where the inmates didn't have anywhere to go and stayed on the property and stuff so that's why this kind of con you know conflagrates with that so yeah and yeah. mark and i have talked about penhurst before and how oh yes yes penhurst is, we love the go. we love the kirkbride asylums they are beautiful mm -hmm. places to visit uh mm -hmm. even the ones that are left and uh, the ones that have been restored are amazing. Yeah. And speaking of trespassing, I tried to like slowly drive by Penhurst and got turned around because they were like, you cannot be here unless you're coming to a haunt yeah. or have paid to come. Wow. The second true crime story 
is that of Minnie, Loretta, and Catherine Ridgway. In March of 1927, a man named, I don't know if it's Louis or Louis, Forsig showed up at their house to call upon their husband. And when he realized that he wasn't home, Louis came into the house. He bludgeoned Loretta, age seven, mm. Catherine, age five, and attacked Minnie, their mother. Only Minnie survived, and she was able to identify him as her attacker. Oh, my God. Yeah. And part of me is not sure how this one relates, but it was one that Conley brought up. I think it was just so heinous, and there was bludgeoning, which I suppose you could do with, like, back of a hatchet. Yeah. And it was, um, again, same area near yeah. the bridge pseudo like maybe three streets away so that's why i think yeah. it gets mixed and in it with is, this legend and it is odd how none of these stories take place at the bridge no, or not, on yeah. a, like neighboring property it just kind of like latched on to Migrates this area to the trust yeah. yeah and the last story is from august 4th 1918 and a girl named eva roy went out to tend her father's cows she was later found strung up to a tree, her apron strings tied around her neck. Several suspects were considered, including a man who had escaped from an asylum. The suspect who was eventually convicted was a woodcutter, and woodcutters have hatchets. I do not love any of this. <laughs> and what was interesting about the uh, man who escaped from the asylum is that he did confess to the crime but it was only because he wanted to be taken to a different prison that was easier to escape from. Right. And he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I mean, that's you got to play the system. Logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is the real bunny man story? The real story is not as gory Okay, but, but <laughs> Bo, I'm going to stop you for a minute because okay. we're going to take a quick break before yes. we do um, the true bunny yes. man story. So um, <laughs> I got a, I got on a roll. I'm sorry. You did. No, it's, no, it's all right. fine. No, it's it's right. fine. It's just our producer. They're amazing, but terrifying at times. So yes, <laughs> yes, they're scarier than bunny man. So yeah, frog. They're frog. They're frog kid with yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> the frog herder okay we will be right back travelers greetings travelers once again i come to you with an offer a good offer this time paranormality magazine the news for those of us who like a little weird a little outside you know you know i think i'm speaking to my audience here but anyway, they've reached out to us with a special offer for our listeners. If you go to paranormalitymag.com, you can get 10% off your subscription. You can get 10% off any digital issue. You can get 10% off all the awesome merch by just using the code TRAVELS when you check out. Where else are you going to find this wonderful articles and stuff like we have found for you? And man the amazing blogs the amazing magazine it's so worth your time and effort so please paranormalitymag.com and then use the code travels we'll see you on the other side 
Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. And we're back. Oh my gosh. We're back. We're back. Okay. So now, now we are at what is the real bunny man? The real bunny man is not as violent and there are no murders attached, but we had to cover the murders to kind of get here. Okay. And I think it's important to know. I was joking with my husband yesterday that the it seems like the real menace in the bunny man story is going to be capitalism. Which <laughs> is really funny. Okay. All right. So on October 22nd, 1970, there was an article published in a Fairfax newsletter, newspaper with the headline, Man in Bunny Suit Terrorizing Fairfax. And in the story, an unidentified man dressed as a bunny yelled at a couple in their car telling them that they were on private property which is kind of a theme here <laughs> in that if you go there now today you will get yelled at and told it is private property <laughs> oh wow. and the bunny man threatened them that he had written down their tag number so he was going to tell on them to the police <laughs> but i guess he never did did this because right after this he took a hatchet and threw it through the front windshield of their car. Luckily, neither person was hurt, but it was they obviously called the police and reported it. And we're like, hey, this man dressed as a bunny attacked us. And oh. I don't even think it was on the same road. I don't think it was on this road at all. So but then on a that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 Fairfax. It's not far from Clifton, but you know, not yeah. next door. So yeah, they're not the same place. They're they're a couple uh towns over. Yeah. On October 30th, our bunny man appears again. Yeah. He was apparently in a uh housing development that was still being built, standing on the porch of one of the houses. And when a security guard came up to him and was like, hey, you can't be here, the bunny man started swinging his hatchet at the house, like one of the like columns on the deck or something, and just started like smashing it. And then he told the security guard, and I quote, all you people trespass around here. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to bust you on the head. Then he ran away. Okay. This person was never found by police. <laughs> they never, never found the bunny man. He didn't leave any prints. Uh... <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> he is a wascally fellow. He was able to... Wascally uh, wabbits. Well, I mean, if he... A bunny costume is a really great disguise because That's... no one will know much about you. 
And no, you're the gonna security guard. That. Yep. The security guard was like, "Okay, I uh, he's this tall. I suppose the bunny costume had an open face, so we knew kind of what he looked like, and that he was a younger man, like early twenties. But there was they weren't able to find this guy ever. And Conley notes that there was a lot of construction, so the bunny man may have been feeling a little irate about that." because this area had been like farmland and like uh, pastoral and it was now getting housing development and later would get these huge like McMansions that cost like a ridiculous amount of money because Clifton is a very uh, rich area. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of people who live there uh, work uh, government because it's not yes. too far from Alexandria, it's not too far from DC, it's not too far, you know, it's an it's like the suburb area that you know is an hour commute to everything. So uh yeah, that's where where the people with the money live. So yeah. yeah. And it's like super quiet, which is how they realize that people are like stopping on this bridge and they're like, you guys need to go. We don't want silly teenagers yeah. partying under this bridge, walking yeah. on the railroad trestles, like it's dangerous and you're it is still disturbing. an active train trestle that's what a lot of people don't realize it because it looks abandoned so many train trestles look abandoned and uh but they're not they're you know csx line runs on that into alexandria uh you know yeah. later so you know that is one of the main train lines to washington dc um uh, I, I, unlike uh the popelik monster which is in uh kentucky another trestle monster with an axe a giant goat mm -hmm. man um that one actually has a body count because people keep going to look on this trestle bridge and then get hit by trains which is we'll have yeah. to do an episode on goat man at some point uh and the yeah, I'll, I'll note it down goat man got yeah. it yeah. <laughs> goat man like, and there are many goat mans too so yeah but public's the one with the axe series. that's that's the similarity <laughs> of this is it's a bridge he's got an axe and that one he's got like a tribal tomahawk because he's a native spirit and then later mm -hmm. on it turns into a lumberjack axe and that's what I love about Bunny Man has that it has evolved over the yeah. decades. And uh, it really does start in the 1970 with that encounter. But then they tie into these old stories to give it that urban legend, breathe it life, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. And um, now you grew up in this area and you had heard that story. Yes. Um, yeah. Now my, my question, and you said, you know, it was the rite of passage to go there, right? And um, now, which version of Bunny Man, you know, hits you the most? Which one, when you think of Bunny Man, what do you, now that you've heard all the tales? The one I heard uh, in like middle school, high school, was that there was the, uh, you know, escaped inmate from either a prison or an asylum, and he lived under the bridge and was killing bunnies and stringing them up. And if you stopped there, he would attack you. So my version was that he was still there. And other people hear it that he's like a cryptid um, or a ghost or that he's not there at all anymore. It's just kind of like a historical place to see. Yeah, I love that uh, the Bunny Man Trail of Terror haunted attraction is there now. And they, they, they have themed their entire haunt around that which is perfect right if you're going to run a haunted yeah. house and you have an urban legend handy 
Yes, you're yeah. two miles from there. Yes, you 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 theme it around that. That's what you do. And uh, um, and I love that they do that every year now. That was one of the reasons we went to visit was yeah you know, we wanted to see the haunted attraction. We also mm-hmm. wanted to talk to, to Connolly and um, and if you go to that historical society there, the Clifton, Virginia Historical Society, he is the curator and he will show you all the amazing things. Uh, and they have a lot of train stuff there because it is a cxx uh hotspot uh and uh but then he will go into bunny man and if if you tell him about bunny man you will go down the bunny trail uh on all these (laughs) versions of the story and that you know and to this day he still you know is is looking into it and trying to piece other pieces together um the true crimes he agrees are just you know things that were just piled on these were you know, sad things that yeah. happened in the past nearby. So they got added into the legend. Um, the, and the, like we said, the guy in the suit, yeah, it's not in the town, but close, darn close. And that one newspaper did cover the whole area. So that's why it's, you know, people associate. Why do they associate with this particular bridge? That's the question. Um, yeah. Because when you look at it, it's not even really a bridge. It's a tunnel. You know, you know. Yeah. And not even a long tunnel either. You can see the end. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, what, 20, maybe 20 feet, you know, if that, you know, the the distance of, you know, two trains. And, um, and um, it's an amazing place to visit. And uh, the families that do own the lands on both sides of the tracks are very, no, do not come here. And on Halloween, the police patrol heavily the whole week of halloween they patrol heavily but halloween night they will actually set up there with the lights keep moving keep on moving you ain't stopping you know and and what's fun is the haunt is like no move around come to see us and you'll see the real bunny man and (laughs) the the, uh, and it's uh the costume they have is incredible it is something out of donnie darko craziness so now we wrote about it for erie appalachia that was one of the because it is right on the foothills of the appalachian mountains Mm -hmm. which is you know, a lot of people are like, oh no, 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 it is. It's it's the foothills. It's you know, and that's where the train's going through. Um, but now the town itself, you you you've grown up there, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of history there. That town is kind of almost walking into a little bit of history because you know that whole you know you got Williamsburg, you know, not too far, Roanoke Colony, yeah. you know, and all these fun things. So and a lot of Civil War battlefields uh nearby so it is kind of a little bit of a time travel there except that area where the bridge is because it is (laughs) all new construction and all that um and what's funny is i picture you know bunny man there in the 1970s chopping to keep these houses away and now look at it it's you know he he was not he was not successful so no no i would not say he was successful at all in doing this this is just, it's interesting because um, how sort of, this is like an urban legend, right? Yeah, like, 100%. By definition. This is the definition legend. urban legend. You know? Yeah. And it's we, like a, it's like a, a internet urban legend in a way in that it, the story was posted in 99 and it just spread like wildfire from there, like similar to the Slenderman story and other like creepy pasta stories like that in that it just like spread out and like spread through all the high schools in the area and all the middle schools. And I think that's interesting in that cryptids can be sort of an online presence. Yeah. (laughs) 
and well, like live on even if the area is kind of lame like bunny man bridge is not frightening though i did have one friend report that the ambiance there at nighttime is kind of spooky because the bridge echoes and the trains go by and so there is kind of a vibe there that it's a little off-putting but it's just a trestle bridge that's all it yeah. is just uh, a trestle bridge just just a trestle bridge and we we as as though you know trestle bridges all every trestle bridge isn't haunted but you know we have, we have so many <laughs> trestle monsters uh we have one in tampa you know that uh you know we we talk about and there's 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 trestle monsters all over no the the bunny man the one thing i really liked was the story of the guy wearing the bunny skins and living under the bridge that was the one oh. that stuck with me yeah so he <laughs> where he killed them all but he was wearing all about skins it. and that's uh that's where he was called bunny man because he wore all the bunny furs and he was like some uh again an escape asylum patient from penhurst and uh mm -hmm. you know made his way to the to the bridge and um and and now he was one that rode the train there and i was gonna say that's really far to go from yeah. penhurst to there yeah. that's like now he took hours. he rode a hopped a train and came to this bridge and this is where he murdered someone and that this is why he stays here and um now that was the version i had heard and that was mm -hmm. the one Connolly was like oh i haven't heard that one so i was like okay well this is i got from a a fan who had emailed me a story hey are you looking into bunny man and uh i was like i wasn't really gonna because i thought it was more creepy pasta and then he's like oh no no this is the real story and so i was like okay yeah. so yet another one to add to the the pile so of the quote-unquote real stories of bunny man yep so with that travelers if you have any stories of the bunny man, we'd love to hear them. Yes. You know, um, what we are going to give a disclaimer. We don't often do that, but um, as much as we want you to adventure and do things, please try to follow the rules when you're doing it, because yep. you do not want to upset the people of this community. Mm -hmm. I would suggest, as Mark said, going getting a really nice breakfast and then going to the museum and your entire day being sucked away by a person who will tell you everything about <laughs> bunny man and then after you hear all of the stories, maybe as the sun is setting, just drive slowly under the bridge and say Bunny Man three times. And we'll see which one of these stories is actually true. <laughs> and if you do go there on Halloween, don't stop at the bridge. Drive around the corner and head up to the trail, and then you can get really scared by the Bunny Man. It's, uh, that haunted attraction is one of the top rated in the state, so... And yeah. we're putting a link to it in the notes, yes. show notes, so you can go look at the museum, you can look at that. But um, I, so in the spirit, Bo, we're not closing off, but I do want to say thank you. And thank you for all of your research on this. Yes. And for those that may not know, you're an author. What do you write? Well, I write paranormal romance and I write horror. And my okay. horror book is coming out hopefully next february february 29th because next year is a leap year oh nice i like that and that's not at all creepy at all okay <laughs> and we're going to have in the show notes how you can follow Bo and find Bo. Yeah. but but our friends at paranormal paranormality magazine who are big supporters of our show yeah. um i i decided to end this episode on something creepy so before i do Ooh. mark is there anything else you want to say about bunny man before uh you can read a little bit more about bunny man you know my uh Connolly's book is available 
Uh, Bo mentioned it earlier. You can also pick up Erie Appalachia, my book, where I have a small section on Bunny Man. But the cool thing about that is you can also see Carrie Schultz's illustration of the Bunny Man. It's available on our website, erietravels.com, but it's also available in the Erie Appalachia book, uh, you know, or Appalachia at that point, because you've crossed the Mason-Dixon line, so it's Appalachia up there. So Yeah, um, so we will add all these to the show notes, but here we go. Paranormality Magazine, Bo, is one of our big supporters. If you want to subscribe to this to hear about all things weird, you can go to their site and use the code TRAVELS. You get a little bit of a discount, but it also shows that you're listening to our show so you can follow along. But my story today is kind of... So um, a lot of people buy stuff off of like Craigslist or little Facebook groups and things Mm -hmm. like that. You can find some really interesting things on those places It's kind of like the eBay, but for local things, right? So this woman um, goes to buy these antique prints, right? But what she finds out is these antique prints, she bought three of them, right? One is a picture of twin young uh, children. Trigger warning again, um, where trigger warning should still stand, but trigger warning. Um, And two are adult men. And then there's another picture but what she finds out, so she travels for a couple hours to go pick up these pictures. They're supposed to be $75. She travels to go get them. When she gets there, the person um, gives them to her for free. Mm. Right? Merry Christmas. Yeah. So, Happy Easter. Uh, she's supposed to Easter. say $75. And then when she got there, they gave them to her for free. What she finds out is every person in every single one of these pictures is dead Mm, so like victorian photography like they were propped up exactly so but they all died under these really bizarre circumstances so she ended up getting these free pictures from a creepy person that she picked up and they all have these dead people in them memento mori yeah so um, when you're picking up pictures, there's a whole story. I suggest you go read it. Um, but if you, uh, pa- uh, paranormal, oh my gosh, using all the words, <laughs> paranormality magazine. Um, but you can look it up and it's called woman learns the portrait she bought have a deathly secret. Yeah. So, um, it's very creepy, but I was reading that and then thinking about maybe we can get some portraits from the Bunny Man Bridge if people have them out there. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Send us your pics of the Bunny Man. Yeah. I would love that because there's so many versions of this story. Does anybody yep. have pictures that relate to any of the versions of this story? Mm-hmm. And right? again, I love that there are police records of the guy with the axe, you know, yeah. you know, being called on and stuff. And, and it, you know, kind of a lover's lane type thing there and all that yeah. so and of course you know 1980s friday the 13th comes out it you know mixes with that but anyway yes paranormalitymag.com and uh if you you know order anything from them just use the code word travels and uh we'd appreciate it and they'd appreciate it and and get your get get a real magazine you don't you don't need news on you know, you know those other magazines normal news is not fun <laughs> no. it's true it's not. fun and interesting and okay Bo, thank you again for being here. We love it. We'll absolutely have you back. And we love that you're a fan of our show. Um, Mark, do you want to take us away? All right. I will just say happy Ostara. Hop on down the bunny trail and we will see you on the other side.